so welcome to the podcast and Casey uh, is gonna kill me if I don't do this so <laughs> welcome to what the felt <laughs> had to put my own little spin on it so I said you did good you did thank good. you today we have a uh, special guest with us and uh, Casey's actually gonna be sitting out she's um dealing with some of the uh, first trimester pregnancy funds so um it's just going to be me and my guest today. His name is CJ Holtzizer, better known as CJ. <laughs> yeah. And um, I know this man because uh, if you go back and listen to, I'm losing track of the numbers now. I think it's episode seven. We talked to Casey's twin sisters and one of the Twinkies, Ashley, <laughs> is uh, engaged to this gentleman here. So that's how I know him. But um. I'll let him give a, a small introduction of himself. Just give a, a couple things about you. Uh, so, yeah. <clears throat> First, my name's CJ. Uh, yeah. Well, let me stop you there, too, because this is something that Casey and I talked about. All right. I think we found out what the C stands for. So, tell us what the C stands for. So, the C stands for Clinton. Clinton. It is not linked to uh the clintons believe <laughs> yeah. it or not i asked my parents that multiple times yeah i said it has nothing to do with the clintons um yeah. do people ask you too yes yeah yes which is uh, funny a lot of people think chad. chad apparently i look like a chad okay and so that's actually my nickname uh for some people they'll call me chad yeah i don't know why because it fit you better yeah nice um and then what does the J stand for. So the J is for Jeffrey. That is after my my father. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So it's it's more normal than we thought. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's all right. All right. So I'll let you uh, go from there. So uh, where uh, were you born? So I was born in Aiken, South Carolina. Shout out Aiken, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, lived practically my whole life in New Ellington. Um, I know y'all talked about New Ellington on the last one, so appreciate the shout out for small town New Ellington. Yeah, putting us on the map. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's right. pretty much my whole life story. Just lived in one place. <laughs> that small town life, it's okay. Oh, that's, yeah. right. that's that's how Casey is. So I've I've come to love the small town life too. Oh yeah. Not that I'm really, you know, I was born in Boston, but it's not like I'm a, really a city city boy. You know, I guess I don't like to go out. Boston, and stuff. yeah, yeah. Oh, Boston. Boston, oh Boston, yeah, where they pot the cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've gotten to a little bit more used to the the small town life. So, you went to uh, Barnwell, oh, right? Or no, where I actually went to Silver Bluff. Silver uh, Bluff, okay. Shout out to the Bluff. Population two hundred. Nice, uh, <laughs> nice. No, yeah, I went to Silver Bluff. It's out in, well, you could say Beach Island. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Aiken, pretty much. But yeah, it's a little small town school. Um, the only thing we're really known for is football. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to stay that way. Yeah. But yeah. You, you tell most people, yeah, I went to Silver Bluff. Oh, where's, where's that at? It's in Aiken. Where's that at? <laughs> right, right. Like 20 minutes from Augusta. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Augusta's so. the next big place, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have a, a school that's known for football, though, for some reason. Just yeah. When, yeah. when football's, like, the tough guy sport, you know, because yeah. Irma was always good at football, so, like, going to the games and stuff was a huge deal for, for our school. It was just always something fun to do. Right. But, yeah, so uh, it's fun going to a big football school. Did you um play any sports? Uh, baseball. Eh, short time on football. Not, yeah. Not really too long on that one. Um, and How then, old were you when you played football? I think the last time I actually played, played football, for tried to go for the school, was probably the Bullpups. I yeah. was actually in middle school. Middle school, okay. Going, it was my eighth grade year, kind of getting introduced to mingling together with because we had two middle schools that came together to our one high school. Mm-hmm. You know, we had New Ellington Middle and Jackson Middle. Mm-hmm. And so the Bullpups was like the step below JV where they would bring everybody together okay, and get used to mingling in with a different school. Yeah. And uh, I just did a short time on that. Wasn't too keen on the high school competitive. Yeah. Did you do sport. any like rec 
football before that, or is that your I first did. like exposure? I okay. did. I played uh, it was Dixie Youth Sports in mm-hmm. New Ellington. It was behind New Ellington Middle School. They had football, um, baseball. I pretty much spent from the time I was, I'd say about seven or eight, up until probably about seventh grade, which is when I got into um, Pony League baseball. Okay. I spent most of the time out there either switching back and forth. I'd do football in the fall and then baseball in the spring. And this Pony League, is that coach's pitch or is that like a step above coach's pitch? It's the, so the Pony League was is the same as Bullpups. It was okay. Jackson and uh, Silver Bluff, or Jackson and New Ellington put together. And it was just like, it was like high school baseball, See, but we were just probably, middle schoolers. That was probably a stupid question too, because I didn't play very much baseball. So coaches right, pitched right. probably only until like you're eight years old or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was probably a stupid question, but uh, no, clearly no. I didn't, I didn't know enough about baseball. It's different. A lot of different areas. So. Yeah. I, I think I, I might've played baseball like one year and um, it was so boring. Just didn't keep me active enough so it wasn't for me and then um Tyler uh played baseball my older brother played baseball one year and um he broke his arm I forget how he he, I think it was not related to baseball but he broke his arm and so he ended up not playing the rest of the season so we were just like all right you know baseball's done (laughs) Right, right um and then football football is probably what I would have shined in the most if I actually had like tried to lift weights and get strong and like really try for it. Right. Um, cause I just had a, a mentality back when I was younger that like a fearless mentality. So like it didn't matter if the person was like twice my size or, you know, I would still charge them head on. And, you know, anytime we'd play football out in the yard, everybody would, there'd be like four of them on me and I'd still be <laughs> chugging across the field. So like, you know, football is probably where my, I would have been uh, most suited for. But um, I played rec when I was, uh, I don't remember how old I was. It was between, uh, this is going to be a wide range, like 9 and 13. So, like, oh, yeah. it's kind of in, you know, early stage. But um, I had a coach who, um, we actually, my older brother had known the coach's kid and so we kind of knew the guy a little bit but um this guy was just a yeller and that's kind of just how it is in football yeah. and like you kind of just have to like be mentally tough and when I was a kid I was not mentally tough enough <laughs> for football and um all I wanted to do was like tackle people I wasn't good at catching I wasn't really good at doing much of anything like with the ball but um I just wanted to tackle people uh, but I um, just love to hit people yep yep <laughs> and uh I was never like big, but I was always tall. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And um, so, one of the things that ended up happening was uh, nobody else could hike the ball, and um, just everybody would like throw it somewhere crazy or you know mess up somehow one way or the other. So I ended up having to play the center, and um, I just absolutely hated it. So I would have to hike the ball. I was burnt during the most important parts, but, um, you know, I would hike the ball and then immediately have to go and block. And, um, the guy that's on the defensive line was always bigger and stronger than me. Cause like I said, I was, I was tall, but I was kind of like lanky. So I never was like super physically strong or anything. Plus I wasn't, I was a nice guy, you know, I wasn't like this guy looking to go out there, even though I love to tackle, I wasn't like going out there looking to like hurt anybody. And I needed to be more aggressive if I was going to like ever be successful. Yeah. So the, the one season that I played for rec football, I ended up um, like crying almost every night, like after a game and we would win. We won almost all of our games. So we lost one game kind of early in the season and then we went to the um, playoffs all the way, made it all the way to the end and lost to that same team that we lost to like earlier in the season. Oh, so, man. but the whole point being like our team was pretty darn good and like we were winning games, but like we'd win a game and I would go home like crying cause I got yelled at so much like, and I just wasn't cut out for it. But that's a, that's a lot on a kid too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not high school. It's not college football. And, right. Right. But, and the one, there's one moment 
because like right now I can't really remember like too many moments of like me messing up and him yelling at me. I just remember being yelled at a lot. But the one moment I do remember during a game, um, I went to hike the ball and I'm, I'm a real OCD type of person. And so every time I would hike the ball, I would want the laces to be against my fingers. Um, and so the ball was sitting on the ground and the laces were like facing towards the left a little bit. And so I went and I just turned to the ball so that the laces would be against my hand and the ref blew the whistle and like threw a flag and stuff and, um, you know, said that we're not allowed to like reposition the ball or whatever. And then, you know, my coach is yelling at me and he's taking me out and, um, and I'm just like, well, have someone else do it. Like, I don't want to be doing this anyways. Like have someone else do it, but, um, nobody else could do it. So they always had me do it. But, um, man, I remember that so vividly like being so frustrated like does does that make a difference me right. turn the you damn just, ball just man. rotating the ball and there oh, you go there's man. five yards <laughs> oh man just i remember like that made me so angry so football um didn't quite uh cut it for me i didn't i didn't make it through that i wasn't like i said mentally strong enough you know i admit that now like i know that now you know that's a reason. It's kind of another reason I got out of football. I didn't really hit my growth spurt until probably about eleventh grade. Mm. So I remember. I remember ninth grade. I was one hundred twenty five pounds. <clears throat> I was probably like four eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked like Charlie Brown. That was me in like fifth the, grade <laughs> football field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tenth grade, I was probably like five four. I was still about one hundred and thirty. But eleventh grade, when I came back, I was actually five ten. Mm. So I grew a lot that summer. That was your big spurt, yeah. I was 5'10", like 137 pounds, so mm. like a toothpick walking around the school. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when I kind of started getting out of baseball and into golf because uh, baseball was getting a lot of a lot of stress on the knees, especially with growing. Mm-hmm. What what position did you play? Catcher. Catcher. Oh. Catcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so all, so all real, knees. Oh, yes. Yes, real stressful My dad played knees. catcher. My dad played catcher back in the day. He had – um. I just remember his mitt was so cool because it was like a ginormous oh, uh, yes. mitt. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know how you do that, bending your knees. It, is, it was brutal. Um, it's all about the stance, really, but, you know, high school, I'm just squatting Yeah. to catch, and you're just putting a lot of stress on your knees, and if you don't have a certain way, and when you're taller like that, it's a lot harder. You know, a lot of professional catchers, you'll notice they're kind of average build and stuff, but they're short a little bit stocky yeah it's a little bit easier yeah i was watching um like a baseball highlight the other day and the thing that i was thinking that we don't give people enough credit for is those umpires behind the plate yes how hard it is to you know he's sitting there trying to look over the guy's shoulder and um like to call like know what his invisible rectangle is to know like what a ball and strike is and everybody hates you <laughs> oh, yeah. i was like that man has such a hard job uh, so the strike zone usually is going to be <clears throat> from the chest down to the knee you know the knee so it really it's going to depend on the batter so the smaller your batter the smaller harder the range right is yeah for the pitcher so that's another way they kind of do it and then catchers they also have to be aware of that because they do a thing called framing so like if you ever notice it, if it goes low, he'll grab it. You'll see his glove oh, come yeah. back up. Oh yeah, I've seen that. It's, Those guys are pros. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely it's noticed smooth. that. Yeah, because they'll be like, <laughs> and move their hand. <laughs> and they'll just freeze. Like just, yeah, yeah. No, that that thing I've always noticed that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I always love the signaling. The signaling is always that's like yes. one iconic thing in baseball that they don't oh, really. Yes. I know they have it in football where they hold up the dorky signs. There's like a duck and then like a tree. <laughs> yeah. It tells you what play. But like when the guys are like doing uh, oh, yeah. hand signals down by his crotch and uh, oh, the yeah. pitcher's like, no, nah, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he picks the thing. And, oh, man, it's just like such a cool, uh, like really old school uh, oh, yeah. type of technique. So let's get to talking about kind of how you started your fitness um program back in the day let's go bring okay. back to that first so i started it um i think that would be probably in april of 2020 which was probably the worst time to start a business <laughs> yeah. um mostly the main reason i started it was um 
you know, I had a lot of experience with working out and form and the way muscles work and the way the human body works, but I never used like a personal trainer at a gym. I've had coaches, but mm-hmm. I never used a personal trainer at a gym. I know a lot of people who have, and every every person I talked to, they hated their most most of them hate their experience with personal trainers. It's not the personal trainer's fault. But it's just, it's not really, it's something that anybody can do, but not anybody can do, well, if and, you know what I mean by that. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like seeing a therapist, too. Like, you have to find someone that, like, you just kind of, like, connect and vibe with, right. like, on, on some kind of level. So, I know the the main issue that I've heard with personal trainers would be, um, like, they'll go in with a personal trainer, and they feel like they're just another another customer doing the same workout yeah. as the last two people. And that feel like they're not really, the personal trainer is not really listening to what not being a personal trainer. Right. They're just being a trainer. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. not, they're not really, they're just there to tell them like, Hey, do this, do this, make mm-hmm. sure your elbows are tucked, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so with my business, you know, Jessica, the, other twin from the other episode, Jessica, her fiance, Randy, mm-hmm. um, he wasn't really huge into working out. So when we deployed, you know, he worked out with me mm-hmm. uh, a lot, but he didn't really have a huge knowledge on working out. And I just taught him some of the stuff that I knew and the progress we saw with him was insane. That's when it kind of sparked in my mind. It's like, Hey, I could, I could do this. Yeah. You know, I, this he, he had a little bit of experience from football in high school, mm-hmm. but football in high school and then actually like working out and doing aesthetics and stuff, that's two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got to help him out and notice the transition that he made from when he first started to right before COVID hit and everything shut down, it was it was amazing to be a part of. Yeah. And so my main thing that I wanted to do with fitness with Holt was I didn't want to just be a personal trainer. You get at a gym, you know, here, here's 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Do what you can do in an hour. No, I'm not, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to create like a friendship, like, like when me and Randy, we worked out together, mm-hmm. you know, he had a workout partner. I also had a workout partner and I was helping him. So that's kind of the thing I wanted to do. Not so much of working out because if I have six clients, I'm not gonna be able to do six hours of working out. Yeah. yeah. But you know, something to where they don't feel like I'm just watching them work out. And that's all we do is just talk about working out. I mean, Mm -hmm. they can talk to me about anything. I'm trying to create like a friendship, something where it's like, oh, here we go. Go to the gym and yeah, just lift some weights. And then he tells me if I did good or, didn't do good and then right. I go home like I don't want to I don't want it to be like that I want people to actually enjoy working out because I've always worked out with somebody I I don't really like working out by myself yeah some days it's fine but other days it's nice to just have somebody there to talk to yeah. about whatever you know I don't have, we don't have to talk about working out we can just talk about whatever mm-hmm. it's just somebody to have there to talk to and you just you're not bored in between yeah. sets and stuff like that. Yeah. It's always, always, always been easier for me to exercise if I have somebody else with me. Right. You know, just it's so much easier to talk yourself out of even starting. Yes. And starting is always the hardest. For me, it's the hardest part. Like, um, even if I just go for a run, you know, even if the run's hard, I feel so much better that I did it once I got back. But, you know, gosh, I never, never want to do it. Never, never want to do it. But, um, you know, I think that's what will be cool about um, working with so many different kinds of people too is, you know, you're going to meet people that even someone like me, like I have no idea really how to exercise properly. You know, most right. of my fitness came kind of naturally through doing karate because right. I started that when I was nine through like 15 and that's just kind of whole body type of thing. So I never really lifted weights, you know, I would do more, um, body weight exercises like you know, push-ups and stuff like that but um so I never had any kind of like official guidance on how to like properly exercise 
And I think there's so many people out there that are going to be like that. They're just, you know, cause I'm in like pretty good shape too, but I just have no idea how to like <laughs> right. properly do a routine. Like, and I, I always know like there's so many people that will go and just do arms and you know, they'll walk out with chicken legs and stuff like that. So yeah. like, you know, I understand that you want to like do a little bit of a rotation of things, but anytime I found myself when I did have a gold gym membership and I would go once a month, or whatever, <laughs> right? you know, like I would, um, I would always like, just want to do like my arms and stuff like that. And so it's, you know, it's nice to have someone that kind of knows what they're doing and like, you can just kind of trust right. that, you know, right. and, but then you'll probably also have, um, people that are really fit that are just looking for motivation. You know, you, they just need to hear someone kind of cheer them on and right. Yeah. They just need that extra. Cause I will say too, um, you know, I'll work out by myself sometimes and sometimes I'll work out with somebody. And I notice that when I work out with somebody is when I get the most out of my workouts. Mm-hmm. So working out with somebody, I'm like, okay, I can teach them. I can go a little bit heavier because mm-hmm. I can show them like, Hey, if I start struggling, do this. And so I can put more weight on the bar if I'm not there by myself because I know that that person's helping me. Got your back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm able to actually get a better workout working out with somebody than mm-hmm. I am to working out with myself. Cause when I'm with myself, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to try that. Yeah. Well, and sometimes too, this is, uh, like a little bit of my ego side kicking in, but like sometimes when you're with somebody else, so like push you to be like, I want to show this guy that I can, right. Yeah. Right. I, I, he just lifted 200. I'm going to show him I can lift 210. You know, <laughs> like whatever right. it is, like there's a little bit of a competitive nature. I think when yes. you're with somebody else and, yes. um, I think it'll help like for sure, you know, better you just cause they're going to push you to do more, you know, especially right. if you're not tr- actually training someone, you're just working out with someone, you know, mm-hmm. then that'll really push you. But you know, one thing that I think is pretty cool that you keep uh, like mentioning is how important it is for you to um, teach people, you know? Right. And like, I just, really connect with that because um you know teaching karate and stuff and just dealing even like running like a summer camp it's it's so cool to see someone you know maybe struggling or not struggling but to like take someone be able to really affect their life and then see them move on with like you know what they learned from you and then like be successful right you know and um it's, it's so cool to have like an impact on people's lives. And like, that's like all I've ever wanted to do. And when I talk to people about my music, you know, I want my music to like help people the way music has helped me, you know? Right. And like, that's the way I've, I kind of look at everything, you know? And I think you have a lot of that, uh, same kind of characteristic where you feel good when you help people, you right. know? And like, right. There's not a lot of people out there like that because, you know, you're trying to make a business out of it. But really, it's because there's such a strong reward for you. Like, I can tell the way you're talking about it, you know. Again, I know, like, you want to make a business out of it. But I can see that the reward is going to be, like, changing people's lives. And that's pretty right. cool. Right. That's that's the main goal is not, I actually have it on the Facebook page. You know, we, we build friendships, not customers. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what I want to see... I the pay comes that's that's just part of it mm-hmm. i'm not really worried about that what i want to do is so you know i've always been i've always been skinny but when i did get into working out real hard real heavy and you know doing all that seeing the change that i went through not just physically but mentally mm-hmm. my my confidence you know when i went out in public or in or if I went to the lake or to the mm-hmm. beach and I didn't have a shirt on, just my yeah. confidence of being able to like, hey, I can take my shirt off. Yeah. And I feel fine. Yeah. You know? Or, hey, I can wear, instead of wearing jeans, I can wear shorts and not worry about chicken legs. I mean, I still got chicken legs. Yeah. But- well, look, look, if I had a, if I had any kind of six pack or eight pack, I would have my shirt off all the time. Oh, yes. Because I've yes. always, always wanted it and oh, I have yes. never had one in my life. Like even like. It's hard. Sometimes it's you'll hard. see like little kids when they, um. Or like growing up and like you looked at that kid and you're like, holy shit, he looks like a bodybuilder. Yes. And, yes. and it's just before he said his growth spurt. But um, man, before I hit my growth spurt, I went through like a binge eating. So I, I got, I, I would eat a ton. This was like, you know, 
first, second, third, and grade. So like I would put on a bunch of weight and then just like lose all the weight because I would stretch Cause out. You'd stretch out. <laughs> yeah. I, I was the same way. My parents always knew when I was going to grow because I'd start getting chunky. Yeah. And the next thing you yeah. know, I'm three inches taller. Yeah. Yeah. And so and it happened every year. So clothes and shoes and stuff. Like that. It was insane. Yeah. Cl- buying clothes and shoes was <laughs> has always been tough. You know? Oh yeah. I'm so glad that my feet stopped growing at 13. Yes. You know, now I don't have to go into the special order category. Oh yeah. So. Um, so, uh, tell me a little bit more about, um, what you want to do with, uh, your business. So who, um, let's see, like who, uh, are you trying to reach out to or what type of clientele? So I know a lot of, a lot of people, they're like, oh, when you're starting a fitness business, you want, you want to have a special, a special niche Mm -hmm. or niche, whatever they call it, Mm -hmm. a certain group that you want to target. I don't particularly have a certain group. Um, I'll help anybody. Mm. You know, I have a bunch of different specializations through ISSA. Uh, I have my elite trainer certifications, so I have personal training as well as three other specializations. Um, whether it's I have a bodybuilding specialization, so if somebody wants to get into bodybuilding, technically I am certified mm-hmm. to teach them with that. Online coaching certification. If some guy in China. Nice. Who speaks English That's wants cool. to wants to do personal training? I can teach him virtually. Um, That's definitely something that I'm sure like um, sports you could tap into right now with right you know Zoom and all that. Right. Uh, I have a sports nutrition certification. So if it's somebody who's like a high school kid, he's doing football, he can't put on weight and he doesn't know exactly what he needs to eat. Mm-hmm. Sports nutrition. I mean, it's just something something simple that I can kind of give him the basics and then he can take it and run with it. Yeah. And so it's, I can relate a little bit more to a younger crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't have a particular, you know, client group that I'm looking for. Mostly it's just anybody really. If you want to lose weight, you know, lose body fat, build muscle. There's a big misconception with losing weight and losing body fat. Yeah. So, you know, because a lot of people gain weight when they put on muscle. So, right. Um, sometimes the weight, you know, that's why they always say like the number on the scale doesn't matter, you know, because right. like it, I hate, I hate the scale with a passion because everybody yeah. uses the scale. Oh yeah. man, I've been, I've been working out and dieting for four months. I've only lost two pounds. What's yeah. the point? Of it? Well, you lost two pounds, but how much have you gained in muscle? Yeah, how much fat have you lost? How much yeah. fat have you lost? Because muscle weighs more than fat. So if mm-hmm. you only lost two pounds, but you notice a difference, you may have really lost like 15 pounds of fat mm-hmm. and put on muscle. Right, so it all right. Just, it all just depends. So I usually recommend... You know, just little floppy tape measures you can get mm-hmm. that are like maybe three feet long, you know, getting measurements instead of more so stepping on a scale and like, oh, I lost one pound. Yeah, so... If there's a person at home right now that's like listening and they're like, I'd love another way to, to do it than, than not the scale. But so is, is the only way if someone were going to, if someone were to do it on their own at home, like, you know, I also feel like someone getting caught up in measurements could also psychologically be right. for them. You know, maybe if you're the trainer and that's the only person, but is there something at home that someone can do to like more accurately calculate it or is there it just you think um taking those measurements is probably the most accurate you know kind of ignore the scale and just i wouldn't completely say ignoring the scale i mean Mm -hmm. you can still use the scale if you want to um i personally just because the way my weight fluctuates you know everybody's different um i'll never know if the scale is telling me the right thing or not one another big thing that i noticed that when i used it was progress photos Mm -hmm. you know day one take a picture and do that once a week every Sunday take a picture first thing in the morning when you wake up Mm -hmm. and then after a month you know look back at your first day and then look back at where you're at now and you can see the differences um, you know as long as you're doing everything correctly Mm -hmm. and then just keep progress photos every week so that way you have something to go through you're like I might be down one pound but I can see I can see lines in my stomach, you yeah. know, abs forming. I can kind of see not shaking as much. Yeah. Right. I can see definition in my forearms and my mm-hmm. shoulders and stuff like that. Legs, you know, it's just yeah. The that's visual. The, that's the main thing. The it's comp- the, it's yeah. the visual confirmation that a lot of people need. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the scale. Been doing this for three months, and oh, yeah, I looked at the scale. Lost the fifteen I pounds, scared. but I'm not. I'm not to where my goal is, and I've kind of hit a plateau. You mm-hmm. might have hit a plateau on the mm-hmm. scale, on the numbers. But how do you feel physically? You know, do you feel better? You know, how's your? Without looking at the scale, go to the mirror and look. How does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. And if it makes you feel a lot better, then we're successful. You know, it's not so much based off. Most people think I can work out for three months and I'm good. Mm-hmm. At working out, I mean that it's a long process. Some of the top bodybuilders I know, you know Ryan Terry, he's an IFBB pro. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for 10, 10 plus years to get to where he's at now. And yeah. sometimes, I mean, there's always somebody out there doing that's going to look better. You know, it's a big thing that a lot of people struggle with is comparing them comparing their, themselves to somebody they see on Instagram mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. everybody's different you're you're never gonna look yeah you're never gonna look like that person yeah and I think we had talked about that um, concept at one of these parties here recently where we said that like um, comparing yourself just aside from like physically but comparing yourself to other people is like one of the things that I've learned is is most detrimental to like my yes. mental health <laughs> yes it's 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 not just a bad thing physically you know stepping away from the fitness side yes you can try to compare yourself to some fitness model on instagram mm-hmm. but the work that she's went through to get to that you know you could do the same work but you're not going to look like her you know yeah. it's it's kind of something that everybody has to that they have to understand you know and actually get it through their head you know you're going to look, you can look fantastic. Yeah. Anybody can look fantastic. Well, and I didn't even realize, like, I knew, I knew how important posing was, but I didn't realize yes. how important, especially for these girls. Posing, yeah. lighting. So there's this one girl that, um, I follow. Her name's Georgia Clark. <laughs> so shout out her on Instagram. She's already way more famous than I am. So, um, but I really like her page and I'll show Casey this all the time because, She'll show and then also describe, like, how the girl is, like, standing to make it look amazing and then how, like, they look in real life. So It's all about the angle. So she'll do something like this. You know, obviously that's the same person. Right. And then she'll... Um, so what I'm showing them is a girl in a bikini and one, she's got her legs crossed, she looks really skinny, and the other one's from the side and she's letting her belly hang out. And she talks about all the tricks that they do um, when people uh, pose and apparently when you cross your legs and have that hourglass shape it helps you look skinnier yes. you know when you put your arm down like that it tenses the muscles the triangle shapes in the arms help mm-hmm. to you know make something look nicer and then she's also sucking in obviously like so right. like you know it's super cool to to see like how all the tricks are done but I think so many people don't realize that like they're being tricked all the time oh yes there's a lot of lot of deception on social media and I try to stay away from social media when I'm comparing myself my mm-hmm. photos um, it's nat- it's natural it's a habit for anybody to do just like yeah. man if only I could look like him or if only I could look like her and then you, I've actually had this happen in real life you know I see somebody like man I wish I'd look like him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I meet him in person and I'm like you're, no, you're nowhere yeah. near I don't want to be like you <laughs> you're nowhere near as muscular or as tall as you look in your photos like one of, yeah. the, one of the guys I watch on YouTube all the time Zach Zach Perna okay. sh- shout out to his channel mm-hmm. he's he's massive mm-hmm. I mean he's, he's he's a big dude yeah but he actually said it in one of his videos he's only 5'7 mm-hmm so he's the short, stocky build. I'm six. I'm six foot, mm-hmm. six one on a good day. Yeah. But <laughs> on your tippy but, toes, yeah, on my tippy toes, about <laughs> six one and a half. But you know, that's just that's the difference. You know, he's got different genetics and he's got different background, family history. You know, I think he's Korean and yeah. Italian, and he lives in Australia. Yeah, and and I'll be honest too. The more I look into um like actual bodybuilders that do like the competitions you know where they really really are massive and oiled up and all that stuff a lot of those guys are you know on drugs to get that big too yes um and that's that's 
you know, that's no knock to like your kind of community, the fitness. Cause I right. think that's really the lane of like the body competitive bodybuilding where like they're, they're, they win off of like how they look aesthetically, like, which is yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. totally different than like just being healthier, you know, work being fit, you know, it's what they do is a little bit outrageous. Yeah. The fitness community gets a bad rap, you know, cause yeah. you yeah. have bodybuilding it's like, oh, it's just a bunch of meatheads on, on drugs, you know, yeah. steroids, using this and that. Like, I think that's what people, the average person, when they think of the fitness community, they think of, like, the strongman competition. So they yes. just think of a bunch of guys, like, a bunch of meatheads just throwing, turn throwing weight around, yeah. having heart problems and stuff like that. It's, it's a bad rap. You know, those guys, that's a choice they make. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can make that choice. I'm not going to knock anybody for taking it's steroids. impressive too. I mean, they look like yes, <laughs> like yes. aliens. I mean, any you know, any human, they have a maximum potential that they can reach, maximum athletic potential mm-hmm. uh, map, and that's you know, there's only I can only get so big and so lean before it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You can only get so big and so lean before it's unhealthy. Right. So you know, when so my bones are only built for. You know, right. like you're saying, like to right. handle. You have a maximum potential yeah. that your body can reach biologically. Yeah. Now, if you want to take, I never, I never condone taking steroids. Mm-hmm. But you know, they make that choice. That that's what their living's going to be. You know, they're like, you know, I want to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. Well, to get into that market, you know, you have to make some sacrifices. Yeah. And it's. I mean, if you're going for a professional level, professional. Actual mm. professional level and getting a pro card, you got to. You yeah, know, it's just one of those things where it's gotten. I hate to say it, but it's gotten to the point now where to stay in that market, to even reach that potential, you have to. Just yeah, because so many so guys, now. so many guys do it, and they take so much. I mean, I know people that take six, seven types of steroids at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, and they can mix everything. If you do your research. And you're doing it the right way and you're eating healthy. I mean, good for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I never condone it. I never tell somebody, yeah, take steroids. Mm-hmm. But if that's what you want to do and you just want to take your your body to the next level, even if you're not doing bodybuilding, if you just want to look better, mm-hmm. you just want to be a little bit bigger, you find it hard to put on muscle, get to where you can get naturally, see where you are from there, because you'll know when you hit a plateau. Mm-hmm. Get to where you can get naturally, as big as you can get. I'd say about five, six years of experience, you know, consistently working out and dieting. After that, if you want to take, if you want to take anything, you know, and you've done your research, yeah, good, good. I mean, but don't use it best to take of luck, shortcuts. Best of luck you know? to you. But if you've been working out for six months, you're like, I'm not seeing results fast enough. Yeah. Let me. I shouldn't be taking. Let me shoot now something in like, my arm. On. Yeah. Yeah, I would never recommend that. There's a lot of side effects to those that a lot of people don't understand, and it can be very, very harmful. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even just, like, from a guy's perspective, like, a, you know, not to be crude, but, like, when they talk about, like, it'll, like, shrink their testicles or shrink right. their penis, I'm like, right. I'm not going to ever do that <laughs> for that yes. reason alone. Oh, so there's, a lot of, there's a lot of side effects. Most people think, <laughs> oh, I can take it for three months, and then I'll get off of it, and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Getting off of it is the dangerous part. Mm-hmm. If you don't get off the certain way and you don't take stuff after you get off of it, you know, it can mess your chemical levels up in your body. And then that's just when everything just starts piling on top of each other. And I'm sure that's something that gets addictive, like over yes. time, you know. Yes. Egos. That's, yeah, the, that's the main thing that gets because you're like, oh, man, I like, bigger, how, bigger, I like how I looked on those. I want to get a little bit bigger and then you add another one. I remember seeing a guy back in the day. Um, this was like 10 years ago on YouTube and stuff. Uh but he, he was doing steroids like crazy and his biceps literally looked like, like, yes, like he had like, I don't even know, like a, a rock inside of it, like a tombstone <laughs> shape. And, um, they ended up blowing out his bicep, like exploded. And so one of his arms was just like saggy. Cause like the muscle, like couldn't take totally, it totally died. And like, yep. isn't like reforming and getting back together. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't, it couldn't take anymore. Yeah. So that's, I don't even, I don't know how people could do that, but you know, I don't know how people do a lot of things. Right. <laughs> you know, like right. there's, yeah, as many parties as I've been to and seen people do crazy things and participated in things here and there. Like yes. when it comes to like, I'll watch a video and you know, someone's talking about like, you know, heroin or something like that. And if it involves a needle, like I just, 
I don't even get how someone. Can. Oh, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of needles either. I don't know so how I couldn't can do that. Like <laughs> you know, steroids is it's actually so it's IM, which is intramuscular. You know, you inject it into your muscle. Mm-hmm. Most people think I can just put it in my shoulder. That's not the case. You actually have to put it in your, in your booty and your butt. Mm-hmm. You know, you well, some people stick do a like needle in the side like of your thighs, maybe too. Sometimes they can. Um, the main recommended way is the side of your butt cheek your butt cheek mm-hmm. you got you know that's the main recommended way but you can do it in your thighs you can do it in your shoulders but it depends on the sensitivity and how many times you have to take it a week and all that yeah no man i don't get it um so speaking of how many times a week how many times a week uh do you typically recommend someone exercises or does it depend Really, I think it would depend on your uh, your experience. So if you're just starting out. Maybe your goals, right? Right, mm-hmm. and your goals. If you're just starting out and you want to lose body fat, I mean, three times a week is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, just do something light. Just starting is the main thing. Something just as simple as if you don't have a treadmill, take a walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, walk around your house a couple laps. Did you hear that, Dad? Pop. He's talking to you. I tell, tell him all the time, you know, like he's got to start somewhere to like just go for a walk. Like a, a big, a big quote that I like to use was actually from Trifecta uh, Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow them on Facebook, and one of their quotes I don't remember word for word, um, but it's life is always going to get in the way. Mm. Just start. Yeah. Life's yeah. always going to say no. Life's always going to want to get in the way. Just start. Yeah. There's never a good time, right? We're all waiting That's for what a it, good there's time. There's never a good time to start. Just start. Yeah. yeah. Life's always going to be in the way. Yeah. As long as you can just, I'd say, 30 minutes a day at least, you know, just starting out. Mm-hmm. Something simple as walking around the house, taking mm-hmm. a few extra steps. You know, if you have stairs, like going up and down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, we have stairs in our house, and I knew it because I went on, on a pretty big hiatus with working out when I got back home. And I started walking up the stairs every day. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. killer. It's a workout. I mean, I uh, at Clemson we got kind of uh, used to that. It's a going big up. campus. Well, it, walking around campus, but um, yeah, Casey but... lived on. Were you on the third floor? Yeah, she's on the third floor. So going over there, you know, you go up all three flights, and then you go back down, and yeah. doing that, you know, several times a day. Plus, uh, <laughs> she um, she's her body doesn't like her <laughs> so um she uh hurt her iliotibial is that say that's it right iliotibial band um somehow Ooh. and uh so right there on the side for those of you who don't know yeah it kind of like stretches up from like i think right around your hip bone right mm-hmm. down all the way down to all the way down is it down to your ankle i mean it, or just to your knee-ish so area i can't kinda, remember it runs it kind of branches off once it hits certain areas, but it runs all the way down to your ankle. Yeah. Um, but the most common place for it to get injured is your knee. Right, and that's the, where her bend is down by the knee. That yeah. bend. That's a very, very common... That's actually a very common injury for people who are working out because they don't well, think... Well, she wasn't working out. <laughs> right, right. What? Huh? Hiking. Hiking, yeah. That's yeah. so hiking. Um, a, another common way to in, to injure that, you know, on the fitness side is squats. Mm. Most people, because this it's like oh, bend. you know, I can stretch by grabbing my ankles or you know, doing some calf stretches, but no, nobody thinks about the side of their leg. Yeah, and I've actually injured the IT band before, and mm. it is not, it is not fun. Yeah, no, but going back to the stairs, where this comes into is, um, there were a lot of times where I'd have her hop on my back and carry her up all three flights of stairs that's so, a workout yeah that was definitely a workout so no offense no offense to casey but uh, I'm just saying that's <laughs> she's skinny as a rail though yeah <laughs> she made it made it easy for me um but yeah uh i walked across campus a time or two up at clemson i went up there a couple times and the what they're proud of is the stairs that go up the side of the hill and it's like five flights put together. You got to walk up like 40 steps to get from one parking lot to the other. Mm-hmm. It's like, geez. Yeah. That's the hell that everybody tries to uh, sled down during the winter and yes. all that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now that Clemson's got an awesome, awesome campus. That's like what won me over when I 
went to visit them. Um, I was in high school, and my buddy had um, his parents had gotten tickets to a football game. And this was like I think junior year, so it was like right before I was going to um, like really start looking at schools. And um, so we ended up going to a football game, and uh, I just remember being like blown away by the atmosphere there because yes. you know I've been to like USC games and. It's just so weird, like, being downtown, and when I say USC, I mean the University of South Carolina, not uh, uh, California. Not California. Yeah, no. not the OG uh, USC, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, you know, it's just different when it's in, like, downtown, and there's, you know, there's, like, regular offices nearby, and then you're like, oh, there's the stadium, um, but it's just so different when, like, the whole campus is, yes, like, orange and purple, and, like, it won me over ever since that. Like yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful campus. Um, I like their golf course. Yeah, that's yeah. A, I haven't really I haven't been course. on it, but I've driven past it. No, I've drove past it. And nice. I hadn't yeah. played it. But. Yeah, no, they they got some. Uh, they know what they're doing up there. At least they say they they have like one of the highest student happiness rates in the country. Yep. So didn't I didn't quite uh, cut that. <laughs> I probably lowered that percentage <laughs> myself a few a uh, few points, but um. But no, Clemson was a great experience. That's where I met my wife, so I love it. <laughs> the, at the bus stop? At the bus stop. The bus stop. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. That's where uh, all the, I, th- I was thinking the painting was in here, but um, <laughs> we uh, we both we bought these uh, tiny um, canvases to paint on, and uh, we just did it one night, one weekend for fun, and we painted something, and... Um, I painted the bus in the bus stop. It's pretty bad. Nice. But uh, it's in the, the room next door. But, yeah, so can't can't hate on Clemson too much. So. Nah. <laughs> put, nah. Me through, um, put me through one of my worst times, but also gave me uh, a lot of the best pieces of my life. So Right. That's where, again, you just got to not compare yourself to <laughs> other yep. people. Yeah. You know, I'm not where I thought I was going to be in life, but my life is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. So um, let's uh, step aside from the the fitness for a moment. Tell me um, how you the first time you met uh, Ashley. So oh, this will go man. like all the way back. You know, not not the comeback kid, you know, <laughs> but uh, so the the first time around. Uh, uh, let's see, 2015. Um, so this is while I was on the golf team. We. We were having region practice, actually, at their course, uh, Sweetwater Country Club in Barnwell. Um, we had region practice, and we just got done playing. I think we played the, I think we played the back nine that day. And me and my buddies were just standing around, you know, just just talking, just hanging mm-hmm. out. And uh, one of my other buddies, I don't know if he'll ever hear these, but Austin Goldman. I went to high school with him. Um, I don't know if he knew them prior or um, if he just happened to walk over and start talking to him. But he was like, those two over there are twins. I was like, really? And I looked and, you know, there were twins over there. Mm. And uh, I was like, like, they do look similar, (laughs) at least. (laughs) Yes. Uh, They they looked like each other a lot back then. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I looked at both of them, and well, hold on to 2015. Um, well, that had been almost the same time I met them too. I think he met them a little bit earlier. He did. You did. I did. Yes. We this was May of 2015. We were in 2014 when we started. Yeah. Okay. So I, so you met I had barely just met them. Yeah, I. I'm sure you heard on the other podcast, but I really could not tell them apart. Oh, yes. I couldn't tell yeah, them apart for yeah. the longest. It would, every day is, you know, what's she wearing? All right. Yep. That one's Ashley. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And then, but the problem is they wear the same clothes sometimes. I oh, know, man. So they'll And we swap. talked about that, too. They've been doing it on purpose. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. But yeah, she was sitting, she was sitting a step below Jessica. And... Do you like, remember what she was wearing? Oh, man. It's okay. Uh, I'm not to put you on the spot because I put I her on the remember. spot the other day, too. 
I have no this, clue. What this she year, remember what she was wearing? Ashley, do you remember what you were wearing? Goth uniform. <laughs> That's right, cheating, so though. The, what was it like? The, did you have an official like Barnwell uniform? So what was it? It was a like red polo and <laughs> khaki pants. There you go. Red polo and khaki pants. That's what. How it was. was her hair? Her hair was about like it is now. You know, ponytail and bangs. This is like sure. <laughs> I think that's actually what it was. It was ponytail and bangs. So uh, I, I got it a little bit wrong when I tried to remember Casey because I thought I remembered she was wearing jeans, but she was wearing shorts. She reminded me of that. And once <laughs> she said it, I was like, "Oh yeah!" I like instantly pictured it again. But yes. then she's wearing a, a tank top with that was blue and white stripes, and then she had her hair like tight back in a ponytail. So yeah, but yeah. She was wearing the the barmel polo with the khaki pants and the ponytail and bangs but I told my buddy Austin I was like I was like that one sitting you know the twin sitting lower down the steps I was like she's pretty cute yeah just saying that from from a distance yeah, yeah, yeah. me not actually going to go over there and say that to her because I was not the one to do that <laughs> yeah. um and Austin isn't it funny and, too that how like you can be looking at twins and be like I'm a little cuter though right, <laughs> you know, like, right. They somehow looked the, you just have like a weird you, you just yeah. are attracted to to one, you know, like. yeah, they look the same, but <laughs> yeah. the one at the bottom's a little bit cuter. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's funny. No, uh, but I told, I said that, and Austin's like, "Really?" He's like, "Go over there and tell her." I was like, "No, <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen." And I turned around and I'm talking to one of my other buddies. Um, I go to say something to Austin. Austin's standing over there by them. I'm like, "Oh no!" And he yells my name across the parking lot, and he's like, "Hey, CJ, come here." I'm like, "Oh, what did he do?" And so I go over there, and uh, she's like, I heard you thought I was cute. And I just looked at I gave Austin that look. I he's said, like, oh, man. He's like, nah, nah, me, no. <laughs> I was like, I looked at Austin, and I gave him that look, and I looked at her, and I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. A little bit. You're, I, thought you, I thought you were cute. <laughs> and, uh, From far away. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I thought you were cute. And then we... We got each other's number. <laughs> we got each other's number, and I text her on the way back to the school. We were on the bus, and I was talking a big. I was talking a big game when I was texting, but you know when I got in front of her, it was instant lockdown. I'm like hi, I was like, <laughs> CJ. The nerd, the nerd, <laughs> yeah. kind of head cocked forty five degrees, yeah, yeah, looking yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Like your toes are nice. <laughs> I've been looking at them a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. It's but. That's how we met, and then, oh, man, after that, it kind of went the whole summer. You know, we were just talking as friends, and then went to a football game. That was fun. Um, Actually got them confused that night, too, because Jessica walked out, and I was like, hey, and she's like, I'm Jessica, and I was like, hi, <laughs> and uh, I was like, where's Ashley, and she's like, oh, she's where's the, where's the cute one? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the one I got the number yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we hung out that whole night. And then she invited me over to her house. To mm-hmm. uh, It was a Clemson football game, and they were having a get-together. That's actually when I met you for the first time. Nice, nice. I don't know if you remember that. I was about two feet shorter. Uh, <laughs> that was when I met you and Casey for the I first time. I think I vaguely, vaguely remember it. I looked like Charlie Brown had a buzz head. <laughs> Had a buzzed head, looked like a peanut. Oh, it's coming back to me now. (laughs) (laughs) But we were the same height. (laughs) But um, yeah, I I was driving. I just started driving, and I pulled up at their house, and her dad walks out. And the first thing that went through my mind was, "This is what they do. They set us up. Yes, first time going to their house. Yes, they send the pops out. Yep." Same thing happened to me, man. Um, I I pulled up and I got out the truck and I'm walking up to the door and then the dad walks out. The dad. (laughs) (laughs) The dad walks out. uh, Their dad walks out and he's like, who are you? And I'm like, "Uh, uh, um, um, I'm here to, uh, CJ, I'm here to (laughs) see. Let me look at my driver's license. I forgot. (laughs) I was like, I'm here to see Ashley. And he was like, Why? I just you locked. got it way harder than I, just, I got it. I just locked up instantly. I'd, I had no idea. What, and then he started laughing and then walked off. 
I still, like, I like her. <laughs> I still didn't want to move because he walked off. I was like, do I take a step closer to the yeah. house? Is he going to come back out and question me again? What do I do? Yeah. And then finally she comes out. She's like, you can come in. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> and then ever since, you know, ever since then, it was just pretty much if we weren't dating, we'd be best friends. If we weren't engaged, we were, we'd be best friends. But mm-hmm. it just stuck from there. She's still my best friend. So yeah. no matter what happened. Well, we're running out of time here. We've hit. How long do you think we've uh, been recording for? I always like to ask people. Um, probably about forty. I could forty-five to fifty minutes. Ah, you're close. Fifty. It's ah. a good one. Eight minutes. Fifty-eight minutes. Fifty-eight <laughs> minutes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So congrats. Good job. Good job. But um, appreciate, appreciate you uh, coming on. I told uh, CJ that. Other than my dad, uh, this is the first guest that we invited and actually showed up. Oh, yes. (laughs) You know, we've invited people and, um, you know, it's something, you know, doing a podcast isn't like the hardest thing, but like, you know, got to, I like that you committed to something and you came out here and did it anyway. So appreciate you uh, being our first official non-family member guest. (laughs) Um, We'll definitely be having you back on and um, we're going to work with you on uh, being one of the first official sponsors too of the the show. So that'll be be pretty cool. Um, But yeah, appreciate you coming on and we're excited that uh, you're also joining this big, crazy wild family so uh look forward to sharing sharing life with you moving forward man i appreciate it thank you for having me on and where should uh where should people go if they want to look at your page or find out more about you um i go to facebook and type in fitness with holt uh holt h-o-l-t um i would put my website but it's a it's a long it's a long website name that's all right um youtube uh, fitness with Holt. This video will actually be, well, you know, we're videoing now. This will probably come out uh, sometime next week, and we'll get everything going then. Snapchat fit with Holt. But. Awesome. All right. Well, go check them out. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.